You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Anchor Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe, along from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. Howdy. Good morning. What's up? What should be a national holiday, but it is not. We That's are here working, and just like a majority of you out there, getting ready to head to work following another classic Super Bowl. I mean, I tried to tell you last week it was going to be a classic. That's what the Patriots do. Mm-hmm. And it was on NBC. Yes. And it was uh, just an incredible uh, shootout with, of course, unless you've been under a rock, uh, 41-33 Philadelphia celebrating its first world championship with the local flavor, Doug Williams, leading them to a victory in what can just be described as a wild, wild game. Uh, you've been watching some of the news reports. How's Philadelphia holding up? Uh, is it still standing? I hope it's still standing. But there are multiple fires, yes. Bunch of idiots up there. A bunch of idiots, yeah. It's hard to root for those people, but I will say, I, I thought I was going to root for the Patriots just because I don't like those people, but I found myself pulling for Doug, especially toward the end when, you know, we'll get into this more, but the Eagles chase points early. And I was thinking, man, if the Patriots come back and score here because they're only up by five at the time, they're only up by five, I was thinking – that's going to be on Doug because he went chasing points early. But they pulled it out, so I was, I was pulling for him. Taylor points out, I must have had a slip there. I said uh, Doug Williams, but it did come to my mind. And I don't know if you watched any of the pregame. They Doug, did a, a fantastic yeah. uh, job with the 30th anniversary. But, yes, uh, Doug Peterson and his fel- family celebrating uh, this championship. So many different angles and so many different uh, opinions and perspective that – we want to hear from you, of course, over the next uh, two hours, 888-993-7762. It's a Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. So many talking points and so much to break down with this game. Let's just start first, Jake, with just the offensive explosion and no defense in this game from both teams. Hope you took the over. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Um, yeah, it was an offensive explosion. I mean, how many – What's crazy to me is we're sitting here today, and Brady lost a Super Bowl when he threw for 505 yards. Mm-hmm. 505 yards, and, and they still lost. So as as good as Brady and that offense was, and listen, they were good despite losing Brandon Cooks, which was a, a, I think a, is a big talking point as well, mm-hmm. losing him early in that game. Still efficient. Uh, Grant goes off in the second half, and yet – they could not slow down the Eagles. Mm. They couldn't stop. They couldn't stop Nick Foles and the Eagles. And I gotta hand it to, to Doug Peterson for the way he called the game. He was aggressive. He wasn't like the Jaguars where they got up and they took their foot off the pedal. No, he stayed on the pedal and he stayed pressing the action, and it, it paid off. It paid off with the, with a Super Bowl victory. That was one of the major talking points coming to this game. Uh, how? Uh Close to the vest would Peterson play? Would he roll the dice like he has done throughout the majority of the season? He certainly did. 29 total records broken in this game. You mentioned Brady in the 505 yards passing. He uh, set seven records by himself. The two major stats that stand out in this game, most total yards. 
1,151 yards, the most in a game this season. That's crazy. Regular season, postseason, 1,151 yards, 874 total passing yards in this game. Everybody's going to mention, of course, Brady and his 500-yard performance. But Nick Foles, not too shabby, with uh, 373 yards, three touchdowns, the winner and one interception that probably shouldn't go against him. No, it shouldn't. That was a crazy play. And let's face it, he had more receiving yards than Tom Brady, too. Uh, he had the, the, the nice catch on a beautiful gimmick play by Peterson. And, of course, uh, I'm, I'm poking a little fun at, at Brady's attempt at uh, reeling in that catch on, on a similar gimmick play. There was the speed that we know Brady <laughs> for, right? Yeah. Uh, the Philly special. It is what everybody's going to be talking about in terms of uh, Peterson's decision on the fourth and goal to go to his bag of tricks. Uh, it worked, and it worked to perfection. Uh, really, truly incredible. Uh, you mentioned it goes to Clement, to Burton, then to Foles. Uh, afterwards, uh, Burton's uh, quote was, our coach has some guts, eh? Question mark. Got some big ones. Hmm. Went on to say, you never know what he's thinking. Here we are. Philadelphia has never won a Super Bowl. We're fourth and one on the goal line, and he calls a trick pass to the quarterback. Come on, man. It's awesome. And the cool thing about that play is, they practiced it six times, apparently, and they never practiced it before the NFC Championship game. So you're in that moment. It's a fourth down, and Peterson just dials it up and says, let's go for it. Let's go for the Philly special. And what was cool, uh, you know, ESPN did a pretty good story about this, how everybody was just smiling in the huddle, just grinning, ready to execute that play because they knew the Patriots wouldn't be ready for it, and they weren't. All right, got a number of texts here. Uh, Ron starts it off like this. No way Brady is oh, a GOAT. Brother. Top three. You don't lose three Super Bowls and have that tag. Wow. I don't think any of this loss, uh, no disrespect, Ron, uh, can go on Brady's head. Ron, you're going you're gonna to get my blood pressure up. <laughs> That's not a good text. <laughs> I'm just going to be – I'm going to be honest. That's not a good text. So – in no way, shape, maybe or form. Maybe he's just trying to stir the did pot Brady, get a little agitated Maybe this he is. I hope so. <laughs> did Brady give up 40 points, Aaron? Uh, I, I missed him out there on uh, If I have to see one more cutaway of Patricia on the sidelines, you want to talk about getting airtime. Did they go to him every single Dude, time he Philadelphia got, more, got a first down, which was like every other play? He got more airtime than Belichick. Yeah. I mean, it was it was awful. It was like Rob Ryan standing on the sidelines. He, Remember how many cutaways dude, we'd have to It was more than that. It was more than Rob Ryan. Like I It would be multiple. They'd have one angle of him, then go to a tight shot of him. <sighs> and by the way, I, we didn't really have the volume up, but apparently a lot of people were complaining about Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. I don't know if you know about but yeah. So I think NBC uh, didn't do the best of jobs with their – All right, Daryl and Trent got uh, two lengthy texts. Go ahead, Jake. Oh, thanks. Uh, all right, Daryl says, some of my thoughts from Super Bowl. To earn the title of being the best, you must beat the best, and the Eagles did that. Congratulations to them. Those two plays, the announcers went on and on about not being a TD, were clearly good. And most important play of the game, the takeaway of the football at the end of the game that pretty much sealed the, the victory. Some about Brandon Graham's strip sack. Mm. ESPN at winning percentage chance swung from 50.5 for Pats to 55 for Eagles when Cooks went down. Oh, mm. good, good stat, Daryl. Mm. Trent says, 
Doug Peterson didn't hold back. He trusted his quarterback and took a chance by putting the game in Foles' hands. They never let off the gas. That's how you beat Nick Saban and Belichick. You have to take risk. You have to play to win. I've watched it happen multiple times. You cannot beat Bama or the Pats with the clock. So happy for Doug Peterson. And Jalen Mills, even though I despise the Eagles, Louisiana Strong, forever LSU, that coming from Trent. Uh, John weighed in says, Texas ran that play versus Texas Tech this year, the Philly special, Tom Herman. Yeah, yeah, sure did. All right, because uh, there's so many ways we can go. I just jotted down ten things that I thought stood out the most. First of all, Doug having guts. It's one thing to say you're going to go into Super Bowl and you're just going to throw everything out the window and you're going to throw the kitchen sink at him. It's another thing to actually go out there and do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt like, a, like you know, I coached Pee Wee once and we, we called plays like this, right? It's the Super Bowl. Everybody's watching. Literally everybody's watching around America and you went out there and, and threw every single thing you had at them. And you got rewarded. Yeah. You got rewarded with the victory. I and you're supposed awesome. to be going up against a defensive mastermind in Bill Belichick. I thought you were going to say Patricia, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> uh, two, uh, as much as Foles, and it's still an incredible story, just the fact that uh, he is. was considering retirement, he, you know, and the, he's going to school right now to be a, a pastor, a preacher, yeah. when he retires. And for him to have a performance, and everybody's like, well, he – you know, he had his career day. He had his moment in the sun against Minnesota. There's no way that he can have an performance, guy, an encore me. performance like that again. Especially, you're going to give the Patriots two weeks to come up with a game plan and figure out Philadelphia's yeah. offense. Yeah, where's the crow at? Pass it over here because yeah. i got to eat some. Him standing up on that podium at the end, and I don't know if you had flashbacks to Drew Brees and his son with him up there with his little daughter with the headphones on. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. And you know what? He's going to get paid. I don't know by who, but he's going to get paid. Heck of a performance in the postseason. Uh, number three, Brady just being Brady. Even though Ron doesn't believe he's one of the top three of all time, not <laughs> the, the GOAT considering now he's lost uh, three Super Bowls, uh, he did everything he possibly could to win that ball game. Yeah, I, I wish – you know, I'm glad Doug won. I, but I wish the Patriots would have a better chance at the end instead of that stupid uh, gimmick play. Uh, did I take one from you? Yeah, that'll come up a little bit later. But uh, And then you continue to look at the guys that he's throwing to. Yeah, and especially after Cooks goes down. I mean, he's still got Gronk that he's throwing to, and he was a beast in the second half. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw Drew Davis White's tweet, by the way. In the first half, he said that 87 got locked down, but Gronk did have a big second half. Uh, number four, Patricia sucks. <laughs> Uh, and, sh- uh, and, and buy a razor, shave. Uh, I don't care. Number five, and this was, and I thankfully the catch no catch thing. Man, every single game, and then it rears its ugly head in the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, the Eagles got uh, fortunate with uh, the two calls. Uh, the Ertz one, I mean, my goodness, if they would have took that away from him, I think anybody in any common sense knows that that's a touchdown. Yes. The Clement one, though, yeah. I you know, I was worried they were going to overturn that. Mm-hmm. And we just got a text from Gary. I'm calling out assistant coach Chris Collinsworth for being a Pat's homer. Just call <laughs> the freaking game and leave your uh, two cents out of it. Yeah. So I think that's what a lot of people are upset over is whenever those plays happen, I think Collinsworth was trying I – th- I think he was trying to do the opposite of Romo. And Nance, remember how they, like, didn't pay attention to the Steelers-Pats game for a while? And then 
Oh, wait, we're holed up because there's a uh, catch-non-catch controversy. I think he went overboard with that, and I think a lot of people are unhappy about that today. Uh, my number six thing I jotted down, uh, you know, the first quarter, uh, the missed extra point, and then the offenses, with they were, the way that they were scoring, second quarter you go, and then all of a sudden uh, they start chasing points early yeah. on in that yeah. game, and I thought ultimately that may come back to bite Peterson. Yeah, that's what I couldn't stop thinking about at the end. I was like, man, they really got to pull this out because I think they botched that. You never chase points that early. And uh, it was very weird, both sides, special teams issues, uh, throughout the, especially the first half, um, was one really bad hold for the Patriots, and then another missed field goal. And um, we just mentioned the two blunders by the Eagles. Yeah, it was very weird to see those special teams blunders. And then the other thing, you knew uh, there was going to be some unsung heroes for Philadelphia. Nick Foles being the top of the list, but what they got out of the receiving core, and of course what uh, Corey Clement did, and then Aglor with a big game. They had a couple of guys really stand up with big performance. Clement with uh, 100 yards receiving, Aguilar with uh, 64 yards receiving. 84. 84. He had nine receptions. That's what was crazy. And we did a prop bet sheet, and his his was four and a half over or under. So he eclipsed that by double. Um, he had a heck of a game. Yeah. And then, of course, LeGarrette Blunt, what he gave them on yeah. the rushing attack, 14 carries for 90 yards. Uh, I also jotted down, and it, this is how cruel the NFL can be, Malcolm Butler. Going from a, a Super Bowl hero to then having to see him standing on the sidelines. And then, of course, now the fallout from it. You read a quote to me earlier today about Butler, asked about it afterwards, watching from the sidelines and only playing on special teams. Yeah, he said he was very frustrated. He said they gave up on me, talking about the coaching staff. And he said, blank, it is what it is. He said it was a coach's decision. I don't know what it was. I guess I wasn't playing good. They didn't feel comfortable. I could have changed that game, though. At number nine, ja, uh, Jake over here mentioned it. You know, it's still going to be a long shot after the fumble, and, of course, Philadelphia comes down and kicks the field goal. If Tom Brady was going to get the ball back with no timeouts to be able to drive the length of the field. But I thought the Patriots almost gambled, or they they rolled the dice with the trick play on the, the field, uh, the, the, the return. I mean, literally, it killed, what, 12 seconds, 13 seconds, and then Lost what that arms. did for, for field position and where they're starting that drive inside the 10-yard line. I know they figured they had to do something special to kind of flip the field, but it backfired and backfired. And I just way. don't understand why you pitch it back to Burkhead. Like, and, and maybe that spot was reserved for Cooks or something. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt here. But why not have a speedster that you flip it to so he can make up the – I mean, the, the Eagles had it well scouted, and Burkhead's not going to run away from anybody. So, yeah, I thought that was very weird. Well, all you got to do is look back when it was uh, – I believe it was 15-3 to uh, three at the time, and Burkhead made a, a big catch, ran for 47 yards, but he's actually caught from behind <laughs> on yeah. that play. Yeah. And, and from there, they had to settle for a field goal. Exactly. Uh, number 10, and, of course, we'll get in the whole dynamic about uh, the commercials. Did they live up to the hype? And then the halftime performance with uh, Timberlake. So I'll I'll say this: commercials were actually pretty good. Mm. I, I think they were good. Halftime performance, JT was was good. I was a little underwhelmed. I don't know if I just had unrealistic expectations for him, but I think production value that thing was off the charts. The Prince thing was cool, yeah. and the the purple all around the stadium was uh, awesome. Yeah. But other than that, it, was, it just felt like a normal. The dancing and all that. And oh, the, yeah. The, the microphone thing. Yeah. 
They, you know, they had to have somebody underneath like moving that mic, right? <laughs> Surely that's how they did that. Uh, what are the points? What's the thing that stands out the most to you? 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Philadelphia celebrating a world championship. We've got a lot of text here. Uh, Trent says Philly needs to retain Foles. No telling how Wentz will bounce back from the knee injury. It may not hold up. Uh, they said the kickers were complaining about the Super Bowl 52 logo on the field. Um, Quint says, how awesome was it that a team with Christian leadership won the game? Uh, Brandon says, did anyone catch the choke sign that Blunt gave the Patriots sideline on one of the Eagles' last drives? It was right before a commercial mm -hmm. break. I rewound it three times. Did you catch that? Mm -mm. I missed that, too. Uh, Richie says, Philly fans, take home the award for most ignorant. Destroying your they city. They own that award. <laughs> <laughs> Destroying your city because something good happens epitomizes the worst of us. We took a step back in evolution last night, mm. morons. Mm. Yeah. That's the worst part about Philadelphia winning. It is. Well, they were going to burn the city down whether they won or lost, mm. so I guess it was inevitable. Mm. But, yeah, that's why it was hard to pull for Philly. Mm. But glad Doug got it. Warren says you're underwhelmed by the halftime performance. I was. I mean, what do they have to do to <laughs> overwhelm you? You have to get on top of a dinosaur like <laughs> Katy Perry. Katy Perry killed it. I don't, don't at me. I mean, the guy went up in the stands. I mean, it was incredible. And then the little By kid, the way, the kid yeah. <laughs> could not get his phone to work, I'm assuming. Yes. Well, I'm sure he was a little nervous, or maybe he's got an old phone like myself. Well, he probably <laughs> so. Doesn't know how to work it. Poor kid. Uh, keep the text coming, 888-993-7762. It's all part of uh, the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pavement. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Jack Thigpen will join us for his uh, weekly visit at the top of the hour. We'll talk a little of high school and college hoops. Uh, mixed bag for uh, area teams. Yeah. Um, also, we've got so much more to discuss involving the big game. We still want to get... Your texts, I don't even know if we were able to read them all this morning. Keep sending them in. We want to hear your thoughts on the game, the halftime, and the commercials. Nick White will join us for his weekly visit at 8.30. And somehow, our guys over in Shreveport, Roy Lang and uh, Tim Fletcher, weaseled their way into the Philadelphia locker room after the game. were there for Peterson's uh, speech to the team and also got a one-on-one -on -one with Doug. Wow. Pretty darn impressive. They shared some of the audio with us. Oh. We'll share it with you throughout the show. Awesome. Look forward to that. Keep the text coming. The Morning Drive returns after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. 
He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Have you ever experienced the pain of hunger? There are thousands of people in our area that experience that hunger every day. The Food Bank of Northeast Louisiana's mission is a hunger-free Northeast Louisiana, and they can do it with your help. This is El Dante Osborne with the Boys and Girls Clubs of North Central Louisiana asking you to consider helping the Food Bank. To find out more ways, visit fbnela.org. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. We continue to break down what we witnessed uh, last night. Another memorable Super Bowl with uh, Philadelphia celebrating its first ever world championship, 41-33. to David from Arkansas says, Congrats, Doug Peterson took a page from the book of Parcells and Peyton. Got to have stones to win. Sherman says, did you guys see Kevin Hart trying to get in the in the podium? I did see that. That was hilarious. He was denied uh, by security. Uh, we got a text here from Quint. He says, how many North Louisiana high school teams can now say they beat a Super Bowl winning head coach? I know Hainesville can. Yeah. Uh, Richie. <laughs> I heard another one of just how good is uh, Louisiana high school football. Doug Peterson couldn't even get to the state finals when he was at Calvary. I saw something, uh, somebody's, uh, I can't remember who posted it, but they like edited it and it said, Evangel was harder. Like as <laughs> quotes from Doug Peterson. Hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, Richie says, the halftime show depressed most viewers because of the majority was expecting the next big political statement. I'm glad they didn't get it. Mm. Now we move forward. The odds are already out for uh, next year. Who's going to win a world championship? Uh, the Patriots still the favorite sure, at 9-2 to two with uh, Brady at the ripe age of 40. Afterwards, uh, he was asked about his future. Brady saying what you would expect continues to play. But Gronk said maybe this will be it for him. Really? So we'll see. Uh, Eagles coming in at 6-1. Uh, to one. Steelers 8-1. to one. Vikings twelve to one, Packers at twelve to one, and there you find the Saints, which I think a pretty good bet right here, uh, getting sixteen to one odds, chances of winning it all next year. Yeah, because I'm expecting once Breeze does resign, that should move up, right? So maybe this I think it's a given that he's going to sign. Yeah, but I think if he didn't, he would. Be, they would be like. 75 to 1. Right. But I'm saying, like, I, I think that's why they're at 16 to 1. That's I'm trying to make sense of the odds because look at the Saints, man. Yeah. I think they, they should be higher than that. Well, you think they should be like with the Packers, 12 yeah. to 1 odds? Yeah. Well, there you go. Make a trip to Vegas. You got an opportunity at 16 to 1. Why not? Uh, the Eagles, just the number of injuries that they had this year, huge storylines, and, and what they're going to look like next year. Uh oh. Yeah. Also, the Dirty Birds coming at 16 to 1 odds. Well, See, they have to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterbacks and sodas, Minnesota. So this offseason is going to be really fun to see, you know, who ends up where and who gets paid. Um, but obviously, I mean, the Eagles are going to, you know, Wentz is the future. The Foles has got to get paid by somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how that plays out this offseason. 
We mentioned the 29 overall records broken in this game. Uh, here's just a couple of them. Uh, the most games, these are all the Brady deals, uh, eight games in a Super Bowl. Most games by head coach Belichick, eight. Most uh, passes in a career in a Super Bowl, Brady with 367. Most completions career, Brady at 235. And then uh, he continues these uh, stats for his career, just most passing yards in his career in a Super Bowl, most passing yards in a game, most touchdown passes in his career now in a Super Bowl, 18. Uh, most points in a game by a losing team, now New England. Most first downs passing in a game by both teams, 42. Most total yards game uh, by a team, 613 by the Patriots. Most total yards gained by both teams, the 1,151. It still just seems remarkable. It's like a Big 12 game broke out. Yeah, it really did feel like a Big 12 game. I saw another tweet last night that, that cracked me up saying, I can't get into the college game because there's no defense and there's too many gimmick plays. Mm. There you go. Super Bowl. Fewest punts in a game, and we thought Ryan Allen was going to play a big part in this <laughs> game because of his punting, the former uh, Louisiana Tech punter. He did play a part in it, and it was as the uh, holder. Yeah. But zero punts by New England, and they still lose the game. Fewest punts in a game by both teams, one. One. Is that ever in a Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then there's a list of uh, records that were tied or broken on Sunday. So in all, 29 records broken or tied in a record-setting performance last night. Okay. So with that said, what do you think about the game as far as it being entertaining? Do you think it's one of the best Super Bowls of all time? I think it's top ten, certainly. You think it's top ten? I mean, just the 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 the, the momentum swings in that ball game. It was it was good. I, I I'm so, we've had so many good ones recently. Well, we needed more of a climactic finish. You needed that hail mary to perhaps be caught, mm -hmm. and then of course the two point well, conversion being no good. That would have changed things for for certain. But and when that thing got tossed up, and they're talking about Gronk perhaps making the catch. Were you just looking for Amadola to come out of nowhere? I was expecting something crazy yeah. to happen. Because that ball did come up. There just weren't any receivers deep enough to catch it. But, uh, yeah. I, for me, though, I look at the game, and it was fun. Yeah, the, the, the swings momentum. The, the play the play calls by Peterson is what made it really fun for me, too. Because you're going, he's doing what? He's, he's doing these gimmick plays on fourth down? And, by the way, we didn't even mention – it was like around six minutes left at midfield, fourth and one, and he goes for it. No hesitation, and threw it to Ertz and got that first down, and they were down at the time, 33-32. And uh, they, you know, come back to, to score again. But, yeah, I just look at the game, and I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it was a really good Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. But it's not. it wasn't better than last year's. I don't think it was better than the Seahawks one. And granted, the Patriots have been in some all-timers. Uh, I don't know if I put it ahead of the two Giants ones, to be honest with you. I don't know. I, I would have liked a little more defense, I guess is what I'm getting at. It just it felt too much like a Big 12 game for me. Our guys worked the Shreveport angle. They were able to uh, get themselves into the uh, Philadelphia locker room after the game. Roy Lang from the Shreveport Times, and, of course, uh, Tim Fletcher has a radio show over there. He used to do uh, sports on the TV side. So here's them getting a one-on-one -on -one with uh, Doug Peterson in the locker room immediately after he addresses the team. Uh, Fletcher and Lang asking some questions to Peterson on the World Championship. 
couple of questions if you don't yeah, mind. All right, Doug. This whole season, I mean, what is has it been like a magical mystery carpet ride or what? You know, a little bit. Um, you know, you never know how your season's going to go. And, uh, you know, we started out 1-0, then we lost our second game. Third game of the year, we kick a 61-yarder, and that sort of that sort of like propelled our season. And then, then the injury bug started happening. We lost we lost some great players, some Pro Bowl players, and my hat's off to the rest of the guys for just not letting that bother them, just battling through it, and um, you know, world champions here tonight. Kinship with Nick Foles as a guy who obviously spent some time as a backup. That mentality to be able to step in. How was that able, you were able to kind of correlate that and channel yourself through him where y'all were almost kind of in the same brain? Yeah, you know, it's, I'm excited for Nick. You know, I've, I've been there um, as a backup quarterback, but listen, he's a lot better than I was. And and nothing phases him, you know. He just steps in and just, just competes and works every single day. Gives the credit all the way back to the football team, and I'm so happy for him. Your guy said all week, go ahead, Roy. Hayden sent me that Bible verse that he sent you today. Yeah. How important or special is it for you to keep in touch with those guys through faith? It's everything to me. You know, my faith means means everything, and and uh, to get those uh, to get those scriptures from him and and from a lot of people that uh, you know pray for us, pray for us as a family, pray for our organization. Um, it means a lot. You know, it really does, and and uh, uh, I just appreciate those every day. Good stuff there from uh, Roy and Fletch. <laughs> Ryan says that bass on the stereo. Uh, yeah, that, that was great stuff. Uh, ben says uh, Foles will be tra- has to be traded. Has one year left on his deal. Yes, you are correct. Yes. Uh, it was weird. Uh, Carson Wentz up on the podium too. You could see him in the background. So well, weird it was cool dynamic. Him like there's a really cool picture of him like handing the trophy to Foles and has his hand on top of his head. I, I thought that was that was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Keep the text coming, 888-993-7762. Your biggest takeaways from Philadelphia knocking off New England last night. A morning drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7 back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, 
They need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. We continue to break down what we witnessed uh, last night. You continue to go back and, and just rewatch some of the commercials. It, man, there were some good commercials. Um, you didn't like it, but I thought the Eli Odell Beckham commercial yeah. was well, good. It's memorable. And that's what you want, right? So you didn't, you weren't laughing. You weren't laughing at it. Go ahead and tell us how you really felt about it, Darren. I don't know. Uh, maybe I just have uh, Odell overload or fatigue. We hadn't seen him in a while. He's been hurt. He's been out. The Mannings were all over. The The reason why it was funny is because Eli was dancing. Okay. Mm, right. That's why it was funny. Okay. And he was doing And most then holding up Odell at the end. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Give it its due. <laughs> I liked that one. I liked the uh, the Alexa loses her voice uh-huh. one uh, with uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins at the end. Thought that was funny. Um, the Australia one. Yeah. The the part I, I I lost it whenever he had the the Dundee knife. Yeah. He was acting like shaving. he was shaving. Yeah. And they showed the side of his face. It was all cut up. Thought that was hilarious. Uh, the Tide commercial was mm-hmm. funny. Um, the Danny DeVito Eminem commercial, where the Eminem turns into a person and it's Danny DeVito. That's hilarious. And I thought the Mission Impossible commercial was pretty cool. I like those movies. Um, I like them because Tom Cruise does his own stunts, and they do some crazy stunts. Um, so you're an ad agency. You're an executive. Uh, money well spent. <laughs> Man, dude, it's hard to – look, that's a lot of money for anything, but – yeah, I mean, the world's watching. It's it's money well spent. What stood out to you? 888-993-7762, the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. All right, let's go through this game. Uh, I was that nerdy guy at the party uh, carrying around a notepad and trying to jot down a few notes. You look at that first quarter and the things that stood out, uh, the missed extra point with about two and a half to go. So and then from there on, and, of course, if you're on a board, you're thinking, oh, what's that going to do now? It yeah. shows everything. If you've got bad numbers, life. you're like, yeah. all right, I'm in it. I'm back yeah. in it. Yeah. And then just the both offenses in the first quarter, I think there was four drives, and the offenses were moving so well. I mean, defenses, they made a couple red zone stands, but besides that, but uh, the fact that uh, – and then the Patriots called for an offensive penalty in uh, the first quarter, their first offensive penalty of the postseason. I thought that stood out. It did stand out. So uh, we go after the end of the first quarter. It's 9-3. to three. You go into the second quarter, and how many times have we seen a player in high school or co- uh, college NFL ranks try to hurdle a player, and it gets them a first down? And everybody's like, wow, great uh-huh. play. Brandon Cooks attempts the karate kick, and it doesn't work. You think he was trying to go for the Antonio Brown there, yeah. trying to kick him in the face. Yeah, that was – he got caught in a powerbomb yeah. right there. Um, and yeah. then, then it was literally the next possession 
and Brandon Cooks is taken out of the game when he is literally leveled. That shot, it's the shots that you don't see that, that hurt the, the worst, but man, it, that was an, an incredible shot. I knew he wasn't coming back after that. I mean, you just saw how long he stayed down. He mm-hmm. he had to suffer something from that. Uh, I think the second quarter, the things that were going to stand out the most, we first start with New England going to its bag of tricks, and uh, you got Tom Brady running out there, <laughs> Amadola. Lofts a pass up there, and Brady with that 5-3 speed in the 40. Oh, yeah. Uh, just off the fingertips. They've been holding back that play, and it doesn't work. So graceful. Yeah. yeah. It, and if he, he makes the grab, how far does he actually run? Uh, dude, I was waiting for him to get leveled. Yeah. Uh, just because he just seems so vulnerable out there, like mm. a gazelle. Just I, Listen, I, I thought of when I watched that play, I thought of the Tom versus time yeah. and how <laughs> – uh, I think it was Edelman was like, why don't you get out here and run around? Yeah, it's yes. not my job. Oh, so you watched it finally. I watched some of it. Yeah. I told you I watched you half of it. You liked that back and forth when they were trying to big That's sky. the only thing I would like. Now, and that seemed real. Of course. Yeah. But, but Edelman was just worn out and Brady was just, that's not my job. My job is to throw the ball. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. But then you get to the part where he's like kissing his love and you're old, and I'm like, okay, I've got to go. This is not for me. All right, so maybe if he would have had one more smoothie, perhaps uh, Brady gets his hands on that ball. Or maybe if he would have ran some routes like Edelman was trying to get him to do. (laughs) All right, so that leads to a fourth and five and an incomplete pass to Gronk. So then uh, Philadelphia takes over. Uh, Jeffrey, he was a huge part of this game, especially early on, makes a great catch. That leads to Blunt with a touchdown run. They're up uh, 15-3, to three, and then you perhaps start guessing Peterson, the fact that he goes for two points right then, and he starts chasing points. Yeah, I, that was really, I'm thinking, I think that was like the only big misstep of the whole game. But, yeah, he shouldn't have chased points right there. It, it could have cost him if the Patriots would have scored late in the game, uh, but – Ultimately, it didn't, but still, yeah, that was way too early to chase those points. In the second quarter, next possession for New England, uh, Burkhead gets loose on that 47-yard reception. A, a great play, but you look at it, and he was tackled from behind. That uh, eventually leads to a, a field goal for New England. And even though New England was moving the ball, uh, Brady was still taking a lot of hits in the pocket. The Eagles were getting to him. Well, that's the thing. The the pocket wasn't closing on Brady, but if you look at Foles, man, he had <clears throat> he had a clean pocket for most of the game, and that's that's what I kept kept sticking out to me was just how clean of a pocket Foles had. I thought the Eagles offensive line did a tremendous job, and I know they're not going to get the praise they they deserve, but you know that they did a really good job. I met, I wrote this down uh, right after that uh, to make it fifteen to six. Did you notice there's like uh, dead air on the TV when everything went black as they went to a commercial break. It was like 15, 20 seconds. And I wrote it down because I was like, man, Master Control up at uh, KTV must have been freaking out. <laughs> I <laughs> thought we I lost didn't. the game there for a little bit. But anyway, next drive for uh, Philadelphia. They had a, a big third and four. They convert it. And then uh, from there, uh, the interception. And you look at Jeffrey, he went up and almost made him a, a miracle one-handed grab. But then you start thinking momentum's changing right then. I, I told you I thought that's when the Patriots are going to capitalize off of that mistake and they're going to win this game. And I know it was still early in the game, but I just I thought they were waiting on that one play mm-hmm. to spark the team. 
And, you know, sure enough, the Eagles still with the storm. But, yeah, that was a one of those circus interceptions that you really can't put on Foles. Yeah. I mean, that was just one of those but ridiculous But from there, ones. you look what New England did on the next drive. They drink the, drive the length of the field. Uh, Brady goes to Hogan for a big reception. Then uh, the white touchdown run. A lot of missed tackles on that to get it to 15-12 to 12 with a mixed extra point, too. Patriots also had some issues. Yeah, was, he, that, the, he, was he, that the bad hold, or was that just a he, flat-out miss? Uh, where he basically missed the net and everything. Yeah. Ugh. But then the big play, and then right before the half, uh, the fourth and goal call by Doug. Yes. Uh, the, the play to Foles, which we've talked about, they called it the Philly special. Uh, what was so cool about it is they only practiced it six times. Only practiced it six times, and Doug Peterson – says, yeah, let's go run that. And big grins on the, on the faces of the players that go out there and they execute. So you go to half, and uh, they're up 22-12, to 12 and you're thinking, if you're in to watch this game, you don't have a dog in the fight like a majority of us, this is the best scenario that we could have asked for, the fact that Tom Brady and New England down at the half by 10. Well, it felt like the Jags game all over again. Okay, well, now they have to rally. And, you know, sure enough, you knew the Patriots going to make a run at it, and they do. You start the third quarter, and a lot of discussion at halftime, where was Gronk in the first half? So what did they do? The Patriots come out to start the third, and Gronk, I believe, has four catches on that drive, and all of a sudden it's 22-19. to 19. Yeah, he was, he was spectacular. He really was. That second half, he was unstoppable. Philadelphia faced with a uh, third and six in the third quarter, and Foles hits uh, one of the unsung heroes, uh, Clement, with what we thought's a touchdown. You're like, wow. Then as it is in the NFL, you start looking back at the tape and you're thinking, that was not a catch by the definition of the rule. And you think they're going to take it off the board. Collinsworth at that time is really saying that is not a catch. This is not going to count. Well, you start you start second-guessing yourself because you've seen this play be reversed so many times, especially recently. What did you think when you saw that play happen? Did you go, or when you saw the replays, were you yeah. thinking, that's going to be overturned? Yes. So you were surprised when yes. they kept it. Then they come back from commercial. They say, no, that is a touchdown. You're like, wow. Yeah, well, the fact that he's bobbling it, and then I don't think he gets the third foot down, which he, which it would have been his second foot had he had you considered that a bobble. So he would only have one foot in. Um, I, it's so stupid the way we break down catches these mm-hmm. days. But that's what they have to fix this offseason. They have to fix this so we can stop having this debate about what's a catch and what's not a catch. So you're thinking Philadelphia catches a break there. A huge play. It's ruled a touchdown. They go up by 10 again. It's 29-19. to 19. New England comes down and answers immediately about three minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, Brady finds uh, Hogan, and uh, it's 29-26. And then they pop up this stat. We're still in the third quarter, and it's right then the most yards ever in a Super Bowl with a quarter to go. Yeah, and already over. I mean – uh, I, I saw a lot of funny uh, tweets about people just relaxing who took the over, you know, just getting to enjoy the rest of the Super Bowl while everybody else freaks out. But, uh, yeah, that was – it was crazy to me. Look, going into this game, I, I thought the defenses – you could score on both defenses, okay? But for, to, for them to have the most yards in the third quarter, that's exceptionally bad defense, mm-hmm. okay? Let's, let's, let's face it, that's exceptionally bad defense. And it only got worse for Patricia after that as they continue to show him on the screen. Pile on Patricia. Yes. I know you don't like that guy. 
Uh, Philadelphia's rookie kicker comes in, and, and, and I don't, he probably doesn't get the credit he deserves in this game. He makes a big one to make it 32 26. Uh, Gronk comes back with a touchdown, and then Jake mentioned this one. This is huge. Uh, and you talk about Peterson's going to get a lot of credit for the fourth and goal call, the trick play that he had. But how about the fact on his own 44, fourth and one, yeah. the Eagles go for it. Yeah. 452 to go in the ball game. Uh, I think it was 504 to go in the ball game, but they convert that fourth down play. And I'll be honest with you, I was the guy that was saying punt it. Yeah. You got to punt it there. And thank goodness he didn't. I mean, Peterson knows what he's doing. He's he stayed aggressive and it and it paid off. But for me, like I think traditionalists would, would look at that and say you have to you're in your own territory. There's way too much time left. You're only down by one. You got to punt it away. Mm. But he went for it, and he went to Zach Ertz, which I love the play call. Go to Ertz. Uh, and then I, I jotted this down because then time starts to come into play, and you're looking at uh, New England, what they're going to have to do with Tom Brady getting the ball back. They called a timeout with two and a half to go. That left them with just uh, one to go in the game. And then uh, Foles founds, finds Ertz for the touchdown. Uh, two-point conversion, no good. They go up 38-33. Yeah, and this is when and the two point conversion. If you go back, and they were letting the the, the, the defensive backs and defenders get away with a lot. Uh, I think it was a little early. You hit them a little early. A little early. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the conspiracy people out there thinking once again mm-hmm. they want the Patriots to come back. They want Tom Brady to come back and win this game. And then the huge play, the Brady fumble. The Brady fumble. Uh, the the play of the game. Uh, Graham. St- that, I think that was the first sack of the game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, the strip sack, first sack of the game, and it, it comes at a crucial point, and it gives the ball back to the Eagles. And and the rookie kicker, once again, that was a yeah. clutch uh, field goal to put him up uh, 41-33, to 33, and we mentioned it numerous times. Then the kickoff, and the Patriots try to get a little tricky, uh, trying to go with the reverse, and it backfired on big time. Awful. Just an awful play. I, I don't know why Burkhead gets that pitch. And I, I mentioned this earlier, maybe it was supposed to be Cooks and he was hurt and they put Burkhead in that place. I don't know. But I put somebody with more speed back there to, to flip it to. Just so if the Eagles are have scouted it and are in position to defend it, you can have a chance with the speed. And Burkhead had no chance. So you get the ball, you put the ball on the, what, the 10-yard line. Mm-hmm. You lost like 12 seconds on that play. You're giving Brady very little chance mm-hmm. to go down there and and make something happen. Brady being Brady, though, does give him an opportunity, marches it down, and, of course, uh, has an opportunity with the Hail Mary. Uh, Grant goes up, not high enough, ball knocked down. There was a little deflection there, and you're thinking Amadola is somewhere to be seen, and he was around the pile, but he cannot come up with the play. Cannot come up with the play. No, I thought something crazy was going to happen in that moment, but Eagles saw it off. Your thoughts, 888-993-7762. Coming up after the break, you'll hear uh, Doug Peterson address his team after their world championship win. We're back after this. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, 
Our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. What should be a national holiday, but it is not. You're with me on that, right? Absolutely. Whatever. Jimmy says New England does not want to see an NFC East team in the Super Bowl. Uh, 0-3. How right you are, Jimmy. Uh, Aaron and Jake Martin from the Washita Citizen hanging out on this Monday morning. Keep the text coming, 888-993-7762. So our buddies over in Shreveport, uh, Tim Fletcher and Roy Lang, somehow weaseled their way into the locker room and got some great stuff, including uh, Doug Peterson addressing his team immediately following the victory. Here's what it sounded like, courtesy of Roy and Fletch. Are we done? Yes! Coaches, players, Mr. Lurie, the organization for everything you guys have put yourself through from from day one OTAs through the injuries, battling through adversity this season. Guys, I, I, I can't tell you how happy I am. World I really champion, am. You're world champions, man. World champions. You're a world champion. Just, just look around. Just look around. Okay? Hey, this is what you guys have done, right? This is what you've accomplished. You know, you guys get on me a lot about, you know, dress code and, and the way we practice and doing things. Guess what? It's for this moment right here. For this moment. It's the discipline that it takes, okay, to win, to win this game. To win this game. And this is a team game, okay? We said before, an individual can make a difference, but a team makes a miracle. Tonight, guys. Hey, you did it. You did it against a fine football team. When you're asked, you're complimentary. Yep, right. At the same time, we are going to party. I don't know how or where we're going. Right? Look, I'm not leaving tonight. We're going to go around with the niggas. Look at me once again. 
Uh, truly some great stuff there. And I, that is really a snapshot of what Doug Peterson has done in two years at Philadelphia. Even in that moment, so composed and was able to, you know, you know, come up with the right words to say. And he continued to coach there in those moments. Did you hear the comment about give the respect to the opponents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was – that's what struck me was the composure as well. Yeah. Because if you actually watch the video, I mean, he, the way he's just standing there. And it's you can tell he uh, – there were some players that were, like, really celebrating, like, and wanted – he wanted to, like, grab them, and, yeah. and, you know, yeah. like most coaches do – but uh, he he kind of fought that instinct and still took that opportunity to coach his guys and that's that's a really cool story man I, I can't I, we've been talking about how all last week about how awesome it is to see him go from Calvary coach to coaching in a Super Bowl now to Super Bowl winner it's amazing have his family up on the podium really good and then I saw his mom you know we we played the interview with you last week yeah she was right in the middle of it the thick of it I can only imagine. How excited she was after the NFC Championship game. What that was like last night, uh, watching one of her sons win a Super Bowl like that. You Incredible. think they slept at all? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, now for Peterson, what this means. And, you, you know, this is the sad part about it. You know, at some point, Philadelphia, they're going to turn on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he mentioned it. This gives you a little bit more. Yeah, this is going to give him more rope, and it's yeah. going to continue. But the thing is, his legacy now, and then also his call with the, the trick play, and people are already making comparisons, you know, Collinsworth is trying to say, besides, you know, the ambush and Sean Payton and the onside kick, this one ranks right up there, if not number one now. Yeah, it certainly does. And, and back to the, the whole Peterson-Philly dynamic, I think if, you know, if this doesn't end in something, you know, something super controversial, if it just comes to where he, he just ends up losing his job because of wins and losses. And it's horrible. The guy just won in their first ever world championship, and we're already thinking about because it's when Philly. he's going to leave. Because it's Philly. Yeah. But I, I'm, what I'm saying is, though, if, if he ends up losing his job because of results on the field, uh, he's still going to be um, – you know, an iconic figure there because he brought them their first Super Bowl. Well, he said it in the, the pregame, you know, the four hours beforehand in the interviews that he heard. Somebody asked him flat out, well, if you guys do win this, what's going to happen? He said, well, literally, they're probably going to put statues up of a majority of us. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I think that's great, and that's something that, you know, nobody can take away from him. So I think no matter, you know, as long as, you know, he, he loses, he, he moves on because of results on the field or – Maybe even front office stuff. And plus, this sets him up for, you know, if it doesn't work out, he can get a job he's going to have another game. Absolutely. And then what he did, just uh, the play calling and the way that they handled this team, and then it was the big storyline, the number of injuries that they had throughout the year and this season, and they still just kept coming back and overcoming all the adversity that they faced. Yeah, pretty pretty awesome. But uh, anyway, I just think that's it's really cool that he was a part of the first and that's that's something. It's just like with with Sean Payton. I mean, a lot of people, you know, entering this year, we're, we're on Sean Payton's case. We're on, you know, wanted to clean house, but I still had that soft spot for Payton because he brought the Saints something that I didn't think I'd ever see in my lifetime. And for Eagles fans, I know they think they should be owed a, a Super Bowl win, but 
you know, he's going to have that, that soft spot for a lot of fans. Richie wants to know uh, how long it will it be before ULM can have some kind of banner acknowledging uh, itself as the home of a Super Bowl winning coach. <laughs> you got an estimate there, Aaron? They should have it up soon. Yeah. Strike why the fire is hot, right? Yeah. He also says never because Nick White is a Cowboys fan. <laughs> so, Nick, I uh, hope you're listening. You can answer him later on in the show. Uh, Ron piled in earlier on. It's probably something we need to address. And oh, there's going to be a lot of people out there. We're going to bring this up again? Yeah, well, it's going to come up. And I'm sure uh, Stephen A., Screaming A., will be one of the first. So does this tarnish Brady and what he's accomplished, the fact now that he's lost three Super Bowls? I, I hate this. Yeah. I hate this so much because if you'll remember the Saints and Colts Super Bowl going into that Super Bowl what were people talking about Man Peyton Manning being the greatest of all time mm -hmm. they were already crowning him that then they lose and they don't talk so much about the Saints they talk about well Manning's cl clearly not the best ever because he threw the interception yeah. to Tracy Porter. Yeah, he's clearly not the yeah. GOAT like we thought he was. Yeah. If Brady would have been in that situation, he drives him down the, <sighs> the field and they win. Yeah, so yeah. let's please, please, guys, please, let's have some common sense. Uh, Brady, 28 of 48 for 505 yards, three touchdowns. In the second half, he was incredible. He was incredible the entire game, but yeah, one fumble. It's it was one of those plays where you know it's it was a, it was a strip sack and he never saw him coming. Yeah, it's one of those tough plays. <laughs> Brandon Westman says I know for a fact that Jake got beat by two ladies in a prop bet challenge last night. <laughs> I did. Those are fun though. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I didn't know Pink was gonna. Did he go over or under the national? I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, what was the color Gatorade? I didn't even see the color uh, Gatorade. It was uh, yellowish greenish. Uh, yeah. I want to clear. Yeah. But I thought the Pats were going to win. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do too well on our bets. I did I well. took the under. and I, I took, took over. Yeah. I took the Eagles. I think we all took the Eagles. Yeah, I took the, that is true. took the Eagles. I took the, the Eagles. Points. I took over. Um, what, were the other prop, what was the other prop bet? We have one more prop bet. Good job, Jake. Okay, sorry. 888-993-7762. Keep the text coming on the Stuart Shelby State from hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com. For a free quote. We got more sound. Oh, uh, Justin Timberlake's first song, Filthy. I got that. Nice. Well done. Killing the prop bets. Yeah. And then you have to badmouth. Oh, by the way, you showed the picture. You're giving the kid the hard time. Uh, he got get, a good one. He got a good picture. He got a good selfie with yeah. Justin Timberlake, so good for him. I don't know why he kept wanting to retake another picture, but, <laughs> I mean, it was whatever. He's young. It's fine. Uh, we'll have some more sound coming up from uh, Doug Peterson in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk a little uh, college hoops. Coming up next is Jack Thigpen joins us for his weekly visit. Keep the text coming, 888-993-7762. Your lasting images from the Super Bowl. Good morning, drive back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.